Well, it's Monday night. That means it's 9 o'clock Eastern Time, and it is time for Dylan Talks Tone on YouTube.com slash Dylan Talks Tone. Also, on KPRLive.com, we have a whole bunch of many things to talk about tonight. Very cool stuff. All about guitars. So, uh, let's do this thing. How are you, Leslie? I'm good. Um... I'm kind of excited tonight because I not only have to, but get to read this thing right here. Uh, Tonight's show is brought to you in part by Randy's Guitar Palace, a guitar repair and setup shop in Greenfield, Indiana. That's about 25 miles outside of Indianapolis. With over 40 years of guitar repair and playing experience, Randy can take care of all of your guitar repair and setup needs, setups, fret leveling, rewiring and more stuff that he can do and he's a great guy too. check out randy's work on his facebook page at facebook.com slash guitar physician i love that name and his website randy's guitar palace.com i appreciate you said it you wrong s- twice did i yes oh randy's luthier palace my bad i really appreciate your help randy's luthier palace it's really cool He's uh he's a cool guy. So thank you for your help with our show this evening. Um so we have all kinds of stuff to talk about, but first of all, uh for those of you that are new to what we do here on Dylan Talks Tone on the YouTubes, uh Leslie, where can they see us and participate and such? Well, we are live on kprlive.com is the radio show and you can find us on video and in live chat over on youtube.com forward slash Dylan Talks Tone. And I think you can do forward slash live and just jump right in. Okay. After that. Cool. Um, that That's good to know. And yeah, actually, I noticed that the other day when I was making some links. Um, so for those of you that are new to the YouTube channel, this is a Dylan Talks Tone YouTube channel. We have like over 300 videos all about guitar tone and we talk about how guitars work um and not only that just how to make them inspiring to help people play more that's really the thing we're going to get kind of nerdy tonight but the whole point of what we do is to just help you play more right and uh maybe you won't waste money doing three things when you figured out that you didn't have to do anything at all to sound awesome right that's what we do so um that's what dylan talks tone is the cool part about what how this works is we have this show so this is dylan talks tone live like she was mentioning on youtube we also have it on kprlive.com it's also we strip the audio out and we send that to a podcast so right now it's on google i've submitted to go to itunes but that's not approved yet so that's coming in the next couple weeks or so but you can go to um the google play store and listen to us in the car and replay if you want if you can't you know if you don't have time to watch uh this and you may be watching this in replay right now um so yeah, that's that's what it is. And if you're live with us, the fun part is that she is right here right now curating a live conversation with um by curating that means like lots of laughing. They're talking and she's got a whole conversation thread over there in the chat section on youtube.com slash Dylan Talks Tone under that live window, and you can do that. And then if you want to ask a question, you can also use the super chat, get bumped to the top of the pile, all that kind of stuff um, if you have a question. So tonight's main topic, and actually I didn't make a slide for it, I apologize, is um, we want to talk about treble bleeds because people have been bugging me to talk about treble bleeds for a really long time now. And it's one of those subjects that is, as soon as I posted about this today on the internet, people were like, whoa, that's kind of controversial. Because some people like it and some people don't. What do you think, Dylan? Um, I don't use them personally. However... I will say that as I was experimenting with them again, because of popularity of other people, you know, saying, hey, you should try this or you should try that. And actually, 
kind of on and our how they use it, right? Yeah, how it's used. And so we're going to get into kind of let's talk about a couple of reasons here in a minute why you would actually use one and what you have to kind of keep in mind. Um because here's the thing. They they sell them as like an 8.99 or something accessory on a lot of guitar websites and you just buy it and put it on. But not everybody likes them. Not everybody wants them. And you don't it's it's one of those accessories or modifications that you don't have to put on your guitar just because it's available. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things. Like um you know, not everybody likes running boards on their truck. You know what I mean? Um it's 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 one of those things where it's it is handy to some people and it is not always useful, but it is not always useful. Um, in my conversations with other people, as I was formulating a kit that we could sell on the website, cause so many people want them. Um, but I want people to really understand them. I talked to a few guys that played and was getting input about what components to use and what values they liked. And we were testing some stuff. It's like, you know, I, I can see where people would like this in certain circumstances. So, Let's talk about what a treble bleed is, okay? And let me make sure this is. Let's see. Um, and then, oh, we already have questions coming in. So let's talk about the fence post. Somebody wants to know about the fence post already. Uh, I shot, so here's the deal with the fence post. You guys have seen part one. Um, part, here's the problem. I, I'm not going to be able to do it in two parts, but I promised it in two parts. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to release two and three on the same day. I have shot part two today. I would have shot part three today, but it was raining and there was no way for me to actually play the fence post in the rain. So we're waiting for the weather to break. It will be done this week because I have to be out uh, of town at the end of the week. So um, as soon as I get some sun, this project will get finished and I will upload. I could upload sec the second part right now, but then everybody would get upset because they're like, I thought you were going to do this in two parts. So I'm going to go ahead and do it in two parts. It's going to be B and C are going to come out on the uh, two and three are going to come out on the same day. Part two is going to be like putting the electronics all together and the other prep because we did a soldering lesson as part of that because everybody's been asking for a soldering lesson. So we did that as part of that. And I wanted that to be its own content. And then part three is going to be actually let's bolt this all to the fence, tune it up and play it, put an amp in the backyard and all that kind of stuff. But obviously we had to wait for the rain. So the rain to stop. So that's what we're waiting for there. Um... And then let's see, somebody else asked about, we're going to, can we get to a couple of these questions? Um, I'm going to. Regarding the weather, it was duct tape an umbrella to the peg head for extra reverb. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to um, answer one of these questions a little later. Can we hold the flame maple neck to, to maybe like the actual FAQ portion of the show? And then I just um, send them to you. You do. What and then you what want. we'll do is because uh, I'm going to talk about the P90 thing as we talk about this. Yeah. Um, about this other thing, because that, that kind of comes into it, too. So, yeah, that's why the that that's not done yet. So let's talk a little bit more about uh, this. This whole. Trouble bleed situation, because I'm actually going to demo it. I got a guitar here with. One of my kits on there with, I'll show you, it's going to be fun. So a treble bleed basically is because the pickup, the volume pot, the jack, the cable, everything all together with the tone capacitor, all kind of, for lack of a better word, and you people on YouTube are going to lambaste me for putting it in one sentence, but basically... It is a sort of low-pass filter all together when you lump the whole circuit together, okay? And basically what that means is the more you add to it, uh, the more highs get taken away from it, okay? And so depending on the value of the pickup, depending on the value of the pots, depending that's why it all matters, right? 
So it's kind of a low pass filter, meaning the highs kind of get cut off and the lows are allowed to go through. Okay. Now, as we turn the volume down, that rate, that frequency tip over point lowers. So what that means is as you turn the volume down, the highs go away even more. Uh, but here's the thing. Sometimes that's cool. For example, if you have a pickup that is really, really bright and really, really hits the amp super hard, and then you want to turn that volume down some and sweeten it up, then maybe you like that. Sometimes it works against itself and it just gets muddy. Okay. And so sometimes people like to put a volume mod or a treble bleed on there. I'm going to show you exactly what it is. First of all, let's look at what a low pass filter is. Okay. Because basically it's just the opposite. So here is a low pass filter. The squiggly line to the left is a resistor. The bottom of the T right there that's on its way to ground is a capacitor. And then the other wire goes out to the amp. So the music comes in to the squiggly resistor. Some of that signal gets bled off to ground through a cap that actually uh, affects what frequency that is. And then the rest of it goes off to the amp. For lack of a better word, this is exactly how your tone circuit in your guitar works. Okay, so that is what the tone circuit is. It's a low pass filter. Now I'm going to toggle quickly to a high pass filter and I want you to keep your eye on this drawing as I switch. See where everything is, is at? Look what just happened. It's exactly the same thing, but backwards. So the signal comes in from the left, goes through a capacitor, and then straight out to the amp. But some of that gets bled off to ground through a resistor. Now there are many, that, so this is a high pass filter. So what's the difference? A low pass filter allows all the low frequencies to roll on through, cuts the highs off. A high pass filter cuts anything from the neck down or the chest down out and just lets the top end go through. Okay. Now the value of the resistor and the capacitor together is what determines that level. Okay. But here's the weird part about all this. The weird part is the resistance of the pickup, the inductance of the pickup and the capacitance of the pickup, the re resistance of the pots, the, the capacitance of the capacitor, the capacitance of the cable, anything, believe it or not, when we're talking about this whole conversation, the entire frequency response of the guitar, everything before the first amplifier matters. So if you have a buffer in your tuner, it ends there. If you don't have any pedals and the amp is the first thing it hits, it ends there. So anything from basically the pickup to the first amplifier, it all matters in this overall frequency response. And so you'll hear people talk about the resonant peak of pickups and that sort of thing. We're basically taking that concept and we're zooming out and we're just saying the whole guitar put together. So this is why we need to think about it like this. Not every guitar needs one of these things. And it's really personal preference whether you like it or not. Because the way the tone pot, whether you have 50s or standard wiring, if you have 500 or 200K, 250K pots, if you have humbuckers or if you have single coils, if you have a very high capacitance cable or a low capacitance cable, are all factors in wondering if when you turn the volume down on your guitar, if it acts as too much of a low pass filter where you want to put a high pass filter on there to counteract it. That's all you're wondering. And so not every guitar wants it, but this is where I press you to experiment because this is really fun. It's a fun experiment and we made it really easy to be able to do that. Um, what you're going to do is you're going to take a capacitor and a resistor and you're going to put it on your volume pot. Okay. Now look at this picture. It gives you a basic idea. 
Don't worry about the the values of the capacitor and the resistor that you see here. Basically, you put a resistor and a capacitor in parallel across the two lugs of the volume pot that are not grounded. See the one that's soldered to ground? There's always one on a volume pot that's soldered to ground. It's the other two, okay? And the center one usually is the one that goes out to the jack, and then the other one is the one that comes either from the selector switch, like on a telly, or straight from a pickup if you have like a single pickup guitar, okay? And that's how you hook those up. Uh, it's really super cool um, to be able to experiment with this and just figure out whether you like it or not. The components are not expensive and uh, it's it's just kind of fun. So let's do it. Let's let's do an experiment. And while we're getting this set up, is there anybody over there asking any questions uh, regarding this? Because I've not been looking. Not so far. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's grab this guitar. I'm gonna try to do this without like making tons of noise. So over on our website at DylanTalksTone.com, I put in uh, I put some of these on our website. And the way I did it is, let me see if I can show you up close. I included there's two different main values of capacitor and resistor. So what I did was you build it like that. So you basically solder it together like this. Okay. And I'm, what I'm doing is I'm including both values. So the most commonly used for humbuckers, the most commonly used for single coils, and then two 12 inch um, leads with alligator clips. Very The same ones that we use for our experimental kit for our... Uh, capacitors our tone capacitors okay so what i did is i just clipped this on here and we should basically have oh and the other thing i did so that you could kind of hear this back to back is the volume on the guitar is set at five so what i'm going to do this is going to simulate or it's not going to simulate it's actually going to do it so we're going to we're going to play the guitar at five with the volume mod installed okay and you're I'll listen for the clarity and how much attack there is and just how much treble is present with the volume mod at five on this guitar this is with the tone pot all the way up okay so let's let's do this just listen to to, to this okay Okay, now I'm going to pull it off. You can immediately hear a difference from before and after. I'm going to go back. How about that for a before and after just all we did was clip and unclip the resistor and capacitor so it makes a massive difference with this pickup at that volume setting with these pots and this particular setup that we have here what do you think throw in the comments below um, if you're watching this in replay what do you think um, you heard and then if you're watching it live right now uh, let me know what you're thinking because, and, and is this something that you want to explore more? Because again, instead of being one of those guys who's like, these things are terrible and I never want one because I was that guy, you know it, I've brought it up that way before <laughs> in our live shows. 
I am no longer going to be that way. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to experiment on every guitar that I have, whether I like this or not. So there's two different main uh, values of capacitor and resistor. So there's a 0 0.002 microfarad ca uh, capacitor with a 150K resistor that's most of the time used for humbuckers. And then there is another one that is a 220K resistor with a 470 picofarad capacitor that is most of the time used for single coils. But you've heard me say this many times, that's the rules, quote unquote, but it's all about your setup at the time, what you're using, how you're using it, so experiment with both. So what we did on the website was we just put them both. I think they're under $10 with all, with all the kit. So you could do exactly what I did there and plug it in and be able to play and like swap it out and play around and, and learn, you know, well, I like it at five, but I, I don't like it at eight or I like it the opposite or, you know, whatever. How are you personally going to use your guitar and, you know, and with a couple different amps and a couple different pedals and you can play around and really come to a conclusion whether you like it or not. And if you hate it, it's a cheap gamble to learn. But the thing is, is you might like it. Don't, don't do what I did and just say, these things are terrible. I never want one. If you don't like it on this guitar, keep it around and try it on your other guitar. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the fun part. Uh, you know, so uh, and so related to this question, related to this question, uh, Luke Newsom asked, why does this volume pot not start working until it's like 75% of the way down? Um, is it bad pots or just the wrong type? And, you know, Randy, you have, you, I think you're dead on. I, I, I would agree with you to start here, Luke, and say, um, for those of you that are listening and not able to see it on the, on the live chat, if you've got one of those pots that doesn't do anything, doesn't do anything, doesn't do anything, and then shuts right off, um, it's possible that the taper isn't very good for what you're wanting to do. If you have an audio taper pot or some less expensive generic audio taper pots aren't very, tapers not very good. Uh, you could try a different pot or you could try a linear taper. Um, that is, you're, you're right. I, I agree uh, with you, Randy, on that one. So if you don't like the taper, the first thing to do would be try a different taper pot. So if it's, if you feel like you turn it down to seven and it doesn't do anything, you turn it down to five and it doesn't do anything, and then all of a sudden it shuts off, then um, try the opposite of what's in there. It's probably a lin uh, an audio and you can try a linear for sure. Um, yeah. So what do you think of the audio tape or what do you think of the, uh, the volume mod thing? Does it make sense? Like there's, it's one of those things where so many people, including myself, I am this guy who like made up my mind a long time ago that I hated these things. And thank you, YouTube Dylan talks tone community for bringing this up and making me look at it again and be like, you know, yes, it's, there's a thing to it. And it might not be for every guitar that I own, but there, I can see where I would use it. I can definitely see where I would use it. How's it going over there on the YouTubes? Well, we're talking about, you know, we just saw some kind of documentary about cobalt and related to phones, mm -hmm. but Randy saw something about um somebody in russia buying up all the cobalt because he thinks it's going to be valuable for batteries and electric cars etc and thinks it's going to affect the price of alnico magnets um that is interesting the i will tell you that i've been watching that as well um 
I've been watching that as well because it's a it's nickel. It's mostly nickel and cobalt, and in an alnico magnet, and both <clears throat> nickel and cobalt are used in lithium-ion batteries. So, um, yeah, it's going to be higher demand for sure. Uh, I agree. Is it going to go up enough where, uh, is it going to go up enough where we have to worry about, you know, raising the prices of pickups and stuff? Um, that remains to be seen. And I think we're a long way down the priority chain, if that makes sense. Um, you know, if if we had rechargeable batteries in guitars, it's possible that we would have to change the price on an active pickup system because there's so much of it in there. But I, I just don't I don't see us being as pickup builders being on the high end of the priority of price changes, if that makes sense now and not to get I don't want to get political or anything, but the steel side of it. In the United States right now, I see that being more of an issue than the than the cobalt thing, <clears throat> because uh, steel prices are already since there's been some moves made in that realm in the last couple of weeks in this country at least in the United States, um, there's already been movement in the prices of that, and so I've been watching that too, because for instance the base plate of a pickup is the most important part or it's the most expensive part like the um the base plate of a telecaster pickup for example is the most expensive part of that pickup it's more expensive actually than the wire itself that goes on it so <clears throat> you know there's there's things to watch but i don't think i don't see that being the cobalt thing i don't necessarily it'll be a while before we feel it i'll just say that uh let's see laura asks us that's a girl. That's awesome. I'll tell you why. Because, and not to make a huge deal out of this, but I watch, I'm like a huge like numbers freak. Like I watch all of my analytics really good. I'm like, dang it, we have like 3% females that watch our show. And, um, and that's a bummer to me. Not because of anything other than, uh, Females that play guitar need to like come out and take over because I know there's a lot of you that do. And um, because I watch Instagram and you're all over Instagram and you're all over YouTube, uh, but we don't see a whole lot of you here. So welcome and thank you. That's very cool. Um, is there any difference in the cheap Chinese 500K pots and Seymour Duncan 500K pots? Uh, okay. There is a big difference between cheap Chinese pots and good Chinese pots. And here's the reason I say that. No matter where you think they came from, they all came from China and Taiwan. So there is a, well, well I'll just tell you who it is. It's Emerson says that their pots are are in the United they're made in the United States or whatever they say on their website. They're not. They come from Taiwan. Borns, CTS, all the Alpha, all the main pot manufacturers, potentiometer manufacturers <laughs> come from let's keep this specific, come from China and Taiwan. The best ones come from Taiwan, like Borns and CTS. Um, and there is a difference. They are better. The, t the tapers are better. Everything is better. I cannot answer the question specifically about Seymour Duncan's because I do not know what they are. Because here's the thing. All of these like Seymour Duncan and Emerson and all this stuff, all they are is relabeled, private labeled other pots. Okay. So, and they might say, well, we have a custom taper or we have... Uh, custom tolerance, um, you know, between pots. But all that means is they buy a whole bunch of them and they literally have a dude with a meter checking them all. And they, 
they keep all of the ones that are the closest in tolerance and either throw away or sell to somebody else the ones that are outside of their tolerance. So that's that's all they're doing. They're just making sure that they're all the same. Um, should your pots be 100% exactly the same? Uh, we have a whole video on this on our channel, but the bottom line is if your pots are doing two different things, so you have a volume pot and a tone pot, it doesn't matter because they're doing two different things. If you have two volumes and two tones, then try to get the two tone pots and the two volume pots to be as close as possible in value to each other. So like, you know, the 250K pot might be like 248 and the other one might be like 251. Like if you can, if you have an opportunity to choose um, and you have two volumes and two tones, make sure that those, you take those four pots and put the two closest ones together the tone pots and the two other closest ones together, the volume pots, because they are doing the same job. Now, that being said, this goes back to our whole other conversation about all of this. And since the pickups are different, it doesn't matter anyway. So it doesn't really matter. But that's the nerdy answer. John asks a 1960s Deca guitar has gold foil pickups. Can you educate me on them? I might put them in my Les Paul solid body. Gold foil pickups are so cool. I have one. I've had many, uh, but I have one right now from from uh, Tim McNelly. It's a funny pickup. It's a single coil. It looks like a humbucker because it's wider. It has two rows of magnets in it, but it only has one coil most of the time. And it is got like, remember when shower curtains used to come with magnets in them and they had, or like if you took apart a refrigerator seal and it had a magnet in it and it was like a bendy, like a, like a rubbery bendy kind of magnet. That's what kind of magnet they have in them. Um, and I don't know a whole lot about them except that. Whatever that is, that coil shape and that magnet type and stuff is what makes them sound the way they sound. They, there's nothing like those. They are so cool. And the parts are so specific. If you have real ones from the 60s, hang on to them. It, the chances are that the pickup is actually worth more than whatever guitar you have it in. So if let, like, let's say you have a you know, 1960s Tysco or something. That guitar might be worth 400 bucks or 200 bucks, but that pickup is probably worth 400 bucks by itself. If it's a real, a real one. I mean, those are cool. Yeah. I, if you can figure out a way to stick it in your goal, in your Les Paul, I would at least try it. That would be a super fun experiment and make a video and make sure I know about it because that's very cool. <clears throat> I'd like to see that. Absolutely. Oh, a Les Paul solid body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that'd be, that'd be super cool. That'd be fun. What else is going on over there? things I don't know anything about so I'm just going to share it with you I'm trying to um, there was something else I wanted to talk about tonight you didn't put it on the agenda I can't help you nope. what taper type for volume and tone um, this is all personal preference I put audio taper pots on everything I like audio some people put linear tone and audio volume that's what they say. I like a audio tone pot because then you can do that like finger wah thing, um, especially with a telly. So I do weird stuff. I do uh, a two hundred fifty. So like in a telly, I do a two hundred fifty k audio taper volume pot and a 500k audio taper tone pot with a 0.047 cap it's all wrong <laughs> according to traditional people but it's works so good and it's so cool um chris says is that the same thing in the mission vm pro volume pedal it has more high-end sparkle at low volumes 
No, those are usually, that is a completely different taper of pot. Um, it's usually, man, I don't, I have to say, I don't know. Um, because I've not taken a mission apart, but the early, some of the earlier volume pots than the mission, because I think the mission actually has an active circuit in it, but I, I can't honestly, to be a hundred percent sure, tell you, I can't say that for sure. Um, but the other older volume pots, volume, uh, pedals had like a 250 K pot in them, but they were a weird taper. And like a wah pedal, that's a special pot altogether. You can't, that's not even, there's not even the same taper at all. So, um, completely different, completely different. I would have to take one of those apart and see. I don't even know. Um, and then somebody was talking about gold foil pickups mm -hmm. um, and said they noticed that a lot of builders just make gold foil pickups that are like cosmetic rather than actual gold foil in design construction. Yes, that is correct. Tim McNally, McNally pickups, McNally guitars.com, McNally pickups.com. Just type in McNally pickups, order a Tim McNally. They are not cheap. They're like a hundred. I just bought one. They're like 185 bucks, something like that. But his is legit. Like it's really, really legit. The way he does it is correct. Um, yeah, we make, you know, we make a gold foil looking pickup, but it's a humbucker just with a different cover. Um, we just built one today. If you go to the Facebook page, you'll see that um, actually for one of our listeners right now. Um, it's going out to him tomorrow. So yeah, those, those are, they're not real. Everything we make is based on a traditional humbucker where the one that Tim makes is only like a quarter of an inch tall. It's flat and wide. It's got that weird magnet in it. It's got it. The whole thing, the whole, all the shape is different. It's really cool. Um, and it sounds completely different. That's what's in the red sparkle telly. If you follow our channel at all, um, you'll see me playing sometimes a red sparkle telly. That's the that's the one that has a gold foil in the, the neck position. The real gold foil. Good point, though, because a lot of them are fake. And that's why you got to know, even in the cheaper guitars from the 60s, not all of them had real ones in those either. So kind of knowing what you're looking for and so based on what you just described so what are the what do gold foil pickups sound like compared to humbuckers and single coils is there easy explanation for that they are a single coil um and they are fatter and bigger and smoother um you know how strat sounds like it's got like a tubular kind of hollow sound and it's really jangly kind of lots of crispy top end. Uh, so a gold foil has more from the bottom and it's smoother. It's smoother. It's not as crispy and jangly high end. It's like jazzier sounding almost. It still has tons of clarity because it's a single coil, but like jazzier sounding, I guess. I don't know. I love it. Um, you know what I should do, actually? What should you do? I should do a video because right now I have a telly with a Jazzmaster pickup in the neck, a telly with a telly pickup in the neck. I have a Strat. I have a humbucker with a coil split and I have what else I like I have a bunch of different single coils in neck positions of guitars with the same scale length so it would be fun to just be like 
let's just play all of these guitars and they're all different pickups that are kind of the same i don't have any p90s but um that might be kind of a cool cool video to do just cool. just to do a comparison between single coil single coil single coil single coil that they're all of them are different even though it's just wire wrapped around the middle you know what i mean right you know so no that's really cool thanks for bringing up those those questions about that stuff i dig it a lot um oh i know what else i want to talk about tonight so i got the new soldering iron in too and you guys probably saw uh, you, you probably saw me just do like the unboxing and playing around with it a little bit i shot a really good video with it today um that thing is killer one of, so there's a couple questions that came in over the let's talk about these while people are talking about stuff um, a couple questions came in over the internet over the week that I thought I would just leave for right now. Somebody asked me a couple times, a couple different people asked me, I saw that soldering iron on DylanTalksTone.com, but I was wondering if it was overkill for me because I'm just a hobbyist and I only, you know, use it every once in a while. My answer to that is it's less than $40, okay, on Amazon. If you click on that one on our website, it'll take you to Amazon and you can buy it. Um, it's less than 40 bucks. It's like almost professional quality. So it's like a hugely valuable buy. But the biggest thing is if you ever go on the internet and you hear people like, oh, I have such a hard time soldering and I can never get it to look like that. Most of the time it's either because their soldering iron sucks or they don't keep their work still. But most of the time, it's because they have like a little 10-watt soldering iron from Radio Shack in 1985, and it doesn't work very good, and they can never get good even heat. So my point is, 40 bucks, great soldering iron. It'll make it so easy. It's not overkill. It'll make it so easy that you will actually want to and enjoy working on your guitar, and it won't be this thing where you're just constantly fighting it. You won't fight the work. So it's worth having. It is not overkill at all. And um, I'm using that one on three and a half for those of you, because I know a few of you have bought it already because you've messaged me and said, hey, I ordered this. Um, it's uh, I use mine on three and a half for most stuff. And I think if I go down to probably three for really small wires because three and a half is a little hot. Um, but you got to remember, I'm doing like base plates and stuff. And pot, you know, wire on the back of pots and stuff. But when that next video about the fence postcaster comes out, you'll see it. Um, some how-to stuff. And you'll you'll dig it. Um, that was one thing I wanted to talk about. And then somebody also asked, let's see. Do you have any guitars with a veritone? I need to build a veritone switch. I'm gonna actually have somebody else build me a veritone switch. I'm going to have Jimmy build me a Veritone switch so that I can use it in a video. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to text him right after the show. I've got a friend of mine that, that um, makes some fancier, more complicated wiring harness stuff. And I'm going to see if he'll build me a, a Veritone that we can use. <clears throat> have you, so we can do some experiments kind of like we did with this guitar tonight. That was kind of fun to be able to live do an experiment like that. So we'll try to do that. And so, uh, Luke, if you keep on me about that, because we are, I'm going to do that. Actually, I'm going to text him as soon as I get done with this show. Iggy Tommy says, have you ever investigated the Valco 5060s Vista tone pickups in some Supro airline guitars? I have not investigated them. I have played them and they are fantastic. And I want a real one. Um, I had the opportunity to buy a real Supro about eight or nine months ago in Nashville. And it was just not the right time. And I literally was holding it in my hand thinking, I wish I could take this home right now because it had those pickups in it. And I really, really wanted it. So I have experience playing them, but I have not taken them apart. I don't know what's in there or any of that kind of stuff. 
Um, I'm not sure. Um, we had one other question come in. This was over Facebook earlier. Uh, somebody was asking me, let's see if I can find this really quick. Was asking about, let's see, if you, I was watching this video. If we change the frequency of the A string and then tune the guitar accordingly, can just the tones of our music cause emotional changes in people? Like if somebody listened to an instrumental piece recorded at 440 standard tuning and didn't like it, but then heard the same piece at a different tuning, would their opinion of the composition change? Wow. Yeah. So this is really cool. Um, this is really, really cool. There are all kinds of articles on 432 hertz versus 440 hertz for your A. So basically tune your A to 432 hertz. Um, we actually went to an open mic night a couple weeks ago where yep. there was a gal who tuned everything to 432 and sang and wrote music. And it did have a different feel. Completely different feel. Even if you're not conscious of it. It's yes. very eerie. It is. It definitely changes it. So, uh, so speaking of that, if you go to, and I don't, I don't know if the link is on the KPR live website or not, but the host of, just so you guys know, if you want to hear this stuff, it's really, really cool. If, um, the host of the Wednesday night show on KPRlive.com, Gear Guys Radio, Jack Harrison, has done a whole record at 432. And all this other stuff, the way he splits the intervals and stuff, the reason is, is because he has a, and it's not just a belief, there's a lot of science behind it, that, that, the viewer that asked this question earlier about emotions changing, there's also like health things and stuff that mm -hmm. can change. He was telling me that there's been um, research done to say that 440 hertz can kill cancer cells at 10,500 decibels. Like you literally um, can't handle it. Like it has to be, you have to be like submerged in water and there has to be all this stuff, but they've done research like you could kill. Well, I mean, there's there's all kinds of things about this. Um, it's called MindToyBox.com. Yes. Yeah, MindToyBox.com. Um, go there and check that crap out. It is so cool. Um, it will for those of you that are really in tune to music, and are really uh -huh. affected by music. You know, Leslie's. Well, the reason I say that is because. Um, we tried listening to the same thing and didn't hear the same thing or feel the same thing, same results from it, if that makes sense. Um, but I really, it's a weird kind of a goofy thing to say that I can really feel music, right? And those of you that can't, you will hear it. It is different. So check it out. Mindtoybox.com. I told Jack that I was going to plug that tonight because when I saw this question earlier, I actually... When this question came in, I was like, I know just the guy to talk to. So I texted him and I was like, give me some details about this, how your music is recorded. Um, and then I'm going to talk about it tonight because somebody asked this specific question. So, yeah, no, that's really yeah, cool. We actually cool. have one of our listeners said um, they've listened to the tracks and it's helped him with PTSD. Oh, yeah. So it helps me sleep. There's a couple of tracks on there that he actually designed with certain, I'll understand all the science because there is science to it, like mm -hmm. how your sleep patterns work and stuff. I mean, I'm not a scientist or a doctor or anything, but there, it, he's got it built into like these segments where like it puts your brain into this particular mood and then the frequency changes and then it goes for this so long or whatever. All I know is it helps me sleep. It is the coolest thing. And, and you're going to say you are a quack. Just go listen to it because it, even if it doesn't do what it says on the box for you, because everybody's affected differently, you will be like, whoa, this is pretty wild. Like, if you appreciate music, and I know you do, that's why you're here. Um, it's very, very cool. It's very cool. 
Um, yeah. And again, we're not the experts on that, but it's yeah, no, but he is the guy that recorded that <laughs> is, is, and if you ever have technical questions about it, ask him, um, go to mindtoybox.com. read. He has a whole bunch of stuff about it. Read all about it, how it all works and all that. And then, um, you know, and then if you have questions about it, you can ask him. He's really super smart about it. Um, the one thing I will say is don't get it confused with like those weird, like orgasm noises that you can listen to on YouTube. What are they called? Um, what? What are they called? That It's some, I don't know. remember what it's called. Remember, it's a made up science. Somebody made it up like a couple years ago. Some lady. Um, and it's called uh, audio something. Some, I don't know. Anyways, it's all over YouTube. Oh, the audio sensory, whatever, ASMR something. Yes, <laughs> ASMR, ASMR, whatever that stands for. Anyway, it sounds like yeah, yeah, like people having sex, like or something. It's weird. It's I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's not that. This is not that. This is something completely different. And I not just want, made up. And not made up. <laughs> I just, um, yeah, I googled it, and apparently, like. A few years ago, some lady just named it, just named it that and started calling it that yeah. and then got on some talk shows or something. And all of a sudden it's a thing. So, um, I wish somebody would come on my talk show and then it became a thing. Like my talk show became a thing. It is a thing. It already is a thing. Yeah. Did you know that yesterday we had 8,500 people watch our channel? That just blows my mind. I think by the end of the week, we'll be over three quarters of a million views um, on our little channel. It's it's so cool. So cool. It's been so fun so far. People took you so seriously. What? I, I guess people really follow the ASMR. Oh, do they? So they're all like offended? Yeah. Oh, well, Google it. Do your own research. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm and do check out the mindtoybox.com. Yeah, definitely. Definitely check it out. Um, yeah, I'm not a I'm not an expert on it all. I just tried to research some of it because I was curious about it to try to help me sleep. Because um I have uh really severe back injury, so I'm in constant pain all the time. And last night I stubbed my toe. So oh that was the other thing. I forgot to tell you about this today. So Jack text me this morning and he said hey i did another one of these experimental tracks like what we're talking about i emailed it to you last night did you get a chance to read it to listen to it and i was like i didn't get a chance to listen to it because i was going to use it to fall asleep last night but i'm getting into bed and i stub my toe my pinky toe on my right foot so bad it rips the toenail off and let's just say that completely ruined the mood for any sort of like laying down and trying to relax and chill because my foot was throbbing like 3.30 in the morning. I move my foot and it catches a sheet and wakes me up wide awake. You know. So it was one of those nights going to bed last night. Because I stubbed my, my little right pinky toe. Of all things. And ripped the toenail off. So that's why I don't have a sock on this foot right now. Uh, while we're doing this show. Because I can't do it. I can't put a foot on it, a sock on it. Is there anything else over there? Nothing productive that I'm going to say. No. Okay. Uh, so speaking of not productive, but incredibly popular. Um, speaking of people taking things way too seriously. <laughs> did you guys obviously watch, if you follow this channel at all, I'm sure you've seen our uh, three ways to make your strat into a per strat, which is the PRS strat. Um. That video, I don't know how many views it has now. It has a lot of views for our channel, you know, because our, our channel's it's not like Casey Neistat or anything, but um, it has a lot of views. And there are people that are like, well, didn't you address such and such a problem or this or that? And I'm like, uh, this was satire. I was really trying to make it appear you know make it apparent that this was a satirical thing but apparently some people really took it serious oh uh, let's see i don't know how many people have watched it 
Well, 730 people have watched in the last 48 hours, in the last 24 hours. Um, oh, 2,000 people have watched it so far. So anyway, super funny. So you did skip a question earlier about a neck. Oh, yes. Yeah. And we have five minutes. And we have five minutes. That's a perfect amount of time to answer it. He wants to know, uh, let me, let's get this accurate. Let me go back. I just want to make sure. Because I hate it when, when I ask a question and they talk all about everything else except for Any experience question. with figured flame maple necks? I'm thinking about replacing my Strat neck. Absolutely. Uh, I do have tons of experience with them. Um, Marcus, if you are in the United States, uh, feel free to shoot me an email at dylan at dylanpickups.com and I will turn you on to a quality neck uh, that you can buy for your strat. Here's the deal. If you're going to do figured maple, do not cheap out. And here's why. The neck of the guitar. This one actually has got some pretty nice figuring in it, actually. The neck of the guitar obviously has to have strength this way, and it has to have strength this way. Figuring means that the grains go cross this way. Now, it's not that the grains go cross this way, but it's like um, it's like the tree was so heavy that it got like elephant ankles in it, like squished down. So structurally, the tree is not the same as it is when you have the grains going this way. Okay, So if you have those swirls going across this way, it will not be as strong as a normal neck. That doesn't mean that it doesn't work. It just means that you might have to adjust it more often. The way to combat that is to get it baked. Um, you ever heard like a baked maple neck? Um, and there's a place that I use for some of my builds that I buy necks from that I can send you um, to that will do it properly. And then what that does is that caramelizes all the moisture and the sap in the wood and it will stabilize that neck some. Um, now normally torrifying necks or baking necks a lot of times are it, it can be a little bit of a gimmick. But in that case that we're talking about right now, it can serve to stiffen and strengthen the neck so that you do not have so much motion. So, yes, it's very cool and it's very pretty, but just make sure you get a good one because uh, you don't want to have to be chasing your fretboard all the time, you know. So, that's that. So, if you want to shoot me an email, I'll send you a link to a place you can get. Uh, you could buy it from me, but it'd be I'll just send you straight to the place. That would be cheaper for you and, um, and you can get every little thing that you want. Um. You know, spec-wise and stuff. I think you'll super dig it. Uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, saying hello tonight and being a part of our conversation. This has been super fun. Um, I noticed that we had some new people. We had some new faces. We had a girl. It was awesome. Um, and, yeah, we had some some new listeners. I really appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Uh, make sure that you check us out on all of the social medias and um, Instagram. We're using Instagram a lot lately. Facebook page at Dylan Pickups or Dylan Talks Tone. Instagram at Dylan Talks Tone. YouTube at Dylan Talks Tone. Hopefully tomorrow or Wednesday you will see a fence post making music. That is what we're going for. So... Um, we just have to hope that the weather's good. Tomorrow, it's still going to be rainy for like half the day. But I'm, I'm hoping that tomorrow or Wednesday, we're going to be making music with a fence post. And other than that, uh, if you have any questions or anything you want us to make a video on, we'll make a video just for you. You know, we always do that. Uh, so keep in touch with us throughout the week. Um, otherwise, I think it is time... Uh, that we will just say we will see you on the internet.